Hello and welcome to the Haunted HTX podcast. I'm your host, Zach, broadcasting from Houston. Join me as I share people's true experiences of the paranormal and the strange. Our first story tonight comes from Reddit user The Only Way Out Is Through. I read this story while scrolling through the ghost subreddit and contacted the poster for permission to share it on the podcast. This story is titled, That Time My Dog Exercised a Spirit. So I just found this sub and I'm bursting with stories to share, but here is my most recent one. We purchased the house that we currently live in roughly seven years ago. The rental that we were in before this house was haunted. So one of the best things about moving, aside from finally owning, was that the place was totally clear. It had fantastic, warm, open, and friendly vibes. I researched and found that despite it being 100 years old, it had only had four previous owners. It was beautifully renovated and updated throughout, and nothing felt off. Even the old, cold basement was fine. Last year, we followed the pandemic trend and finally got a dog. She filled the house with much needed lively and chaotic energy. At first, she did all the normal things, following me around, begging for food and scritches and peeing on the rug, etc. But earlier this spring, she started sh But earlier this spring, she started a new behavior. Sometimes she would suddenly startle and bolt out of the kitchen. She would stand in the living room and stare at one spot in the kitchen and shiver and whine and growl with her hackles standing straight up. I would get up and look, but there was never anything there. The owners before us had completely gut renovated and the space where the dog would stare was just an empty space next to the kitchen table. This behavior went on for a while, and I tried to ignore it. However, I started getting that weird feeling of being watched or not being alone. I started seeing things out of the corner of my eyes in the kitchen and living room. I would be engaged in something and suddenly do a double take because I thought I saw a figure. But there was never anything there when I jerked my head up. I figured I was either A, losing it, or B, there was a ghost, but it wasn't showing itself to me, and I preferred to keep it that way. Several weeks into this, I was flipping laundry in the basement and absentmindedly looking at the pipes in the low ceiling above me, and I saw an old gas line that had been capped off but ran up into the kitchen floor above me. That means the original stove stood in the exact same spot my dog was reacting to. 
Later this spring, end of April, early May, my husband and oldest went on a camping trip for a weekend. It was me, my youngest, and Doggo on our own. I ordered us a pizza and let my youngest pick a movie. Towards the end of the film, I see a shadowy black orb in my peripheral vision. It stands out against the white decorative molding where the wall and ceiling meet. I decide I'm not going to look since I know nothing will be there when I give it my attention, just like every other time. I concentrate on the movie. Bornarnia! But the orb is just hanging out there. I finally look up at it, and to my surprise, it doesn't disappear. I watch as it begins to float across the room, along with the molding, until it's just above the television, and then it slowly fades away and disappears. I'm shocked that it showed itself. What does that even mean? I sit there, quietly stunned, but happy that my little one didn't notice anything. The movie ends, Narnia is safe, and we get ready for bed. We live in a pretty busy neighborhood, a first ring suburb of a big city, and cars and garages get broken into a lot. Homes rarely get burglarized, but knowing there will likely be someone traversing your backyard in the middle of the night is never a comfortable feeling. I always lock up, but I triple-checked every door, window, even the attic ones since my husband was gone. I didn't want to be up worrying over every little sound. I crate my dog for the night and head upstairs. By this point, she is used to the house and neighborhood noises. By this point, she is used to the house and neighborhood noises. At most, she will grumble when our neighbor comes home from the bar and maybe give a single grumpy bark. I had only been asleep for about 40 minutes when my dog suddenly woke me up. She's going nuts in her crate. She is barking as loudly and as sharply as she possibly can. And she's 65 pounds with the bark of a German shepherd, so we're not talking yip-yaps here. She's jumping around in her crate and I can hear her slamming into the metal bars trying to get out. I was in that super deep sleep that comes right at the beginning of the night, so I couldn't get my bearings when she woke me up. I started stumbling out of bed and fell. I crawled to my bedroom door and listened to her. There must be someone in the house. The only other time she barked like this was in the first two weeks of bringing her home and she didn't know who to trust. But my bedroom door was open, and the only way in was for someone to smash a window and make a hell of a lot of noise. Surely that would have woken me up. I hear nothing else. No footsteps, no crunching glass, no voices. 
As I'm coming to, I realize I should get my phone and call the police. Just as I grab my phone, she starts calming down and her barking stops. I hear her growl, then groan, and then she lays back down and goes to sleep. I sit there, heart pounding, mind reeling, listening for any noises. Nothing. I know, I'll never fall back asleep if I don't check. After waiting for a long time, not moving, not hearing anything, I start making my way through the house with the baseball bat that my husband keeps under the bed. I expect to find a window open, a door ajar, something amiss, but nope. Everything was just as I left it. Not a single thing is out of place. I'm bewildered, but glad that no one broke in. But also, what the hell was my dog barking at like that? And of course it's on the night where my husband's gone. I eventually fall back asleep in the early morning hours, and when I wake up around 7.30 a.m., it's different. The energy in the house was changed, and the only thought I kept having is, it's gone. It left. Whatever that was, it's gone. I never saw another orb, felt watched or saw anything in my peripheral vision again. My dog never barks at the kitchen anymore, and it's been almost seven months since this, since this happened. I keep wondering if that thing had always been in the house and I couldn't sense it, or if it came with the dog or somehow came in attached to someone else. The fact that my dog saw it where the old stove stood makes me think it was the previous owner. But then why didn't I sense it earlier? Why did it come out once my dog lived with us only to be scared away by her? None of it makes any sense, but then again, I don't know what the rules are in the spirit world or how time and space work there. All I have left to say is thank you to my goodest girl for protecting me and getting rid of whatever that was. Happy spooky season, everyone. Thank you, The Only Way Out is Through. If you haven't heard it before, you should always trust your pets. Our second short story tonight comes from Peter. Hello. I have always been interested in the paranormal. I was in the Navy from 1998 to 1999, stationed on USS Chosin CG-65. I enlisted in the military in the deck division, which is the lowest position. During 98 and 99, the Chosin was stationed in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. When I wasn't working, I spent a lot of time in town off base. I started getting threats from people because I was spending time with a homeless person. This homeless person was said to be crazy and possessed. I will call the homeless person Nancy. 
Nancy started sharing some of her visions that she had with me. I thought they were a bunch of made-up stuff at first. One day, she told me she woke up in the middle of the night, and her hand was talking, meaning her hand was drawing a picture, but it was the spirits communicating through her. She had details about this picture, that a U.S. Navy ship was attacked. I got an eerie feeling about this. Shortly after this incident, I got discharged from the military. About 10 months later, I was working at a Walmart, just went on lunch break to eat dinner. There was a TV in the break room. Special news came on. The first picture that came on brought back memories, and the hair on my neck stood up. It was the same exact picture that had been communicated to Nancy through the spirits about the USS Cole being attacked. I have had some other phenomenon like this go on. First of all, thank you, Peter, for your service and for sharing your experience. I did some research about the USS Cole because I hadn't heard about it before, and this is what I found. The USS Cole was a Navy destroyer that was bombed on October 12th of 2000, while it was refueling in the Yemeni port of Aden. The suicide bombing created a 40-foot-wide hole at the waterline, killing 17 United States sailors and injuring many others. The FBI investigated the attack and determined that the terrorist group Al-Qaeda planned and carried out the attack. I got this information from the FBI.gov website if you wanted to check it out. This next story comes from Cato de la Cruz and is a dream that they had about a past life. Cato has a lot of stories and has written several of them up for a project of their own. This story is called Dark Skin. I heard a loud crack. My body kicked no more. Suddenly, there was no more pain. No more physical pain, at least. My neck had snapped, and my body was instantly paralyzed. I was not yet dead, though. My body automatically still gasped for air as the rope dug into the skin of my neck, crushing my windpipe. At first, I was overwhelmed by the sound of the gurgling and confused to where it was coming from. Then came the uncomfortable realization that the terrifying sound was coming from me. My body swung from the violent movement of the action. The squeak of the rope slowing as my body became limp. Repeating for what seemed like an eternity. I had done nothing wrong. No crime. I hadn't hurt anyone. I hadn't stolen anything. I worked hard in the fields. My only crime was my presence. Something about me made them uncomfortable. What made them uncomfortable was my eyes. I saw them. They didn't want to be seen for who they were. 
My people kept my gift quiet. I said nothing. My size and stature were enough to draw attention and to put the white man on full alert. Sentenced to a death by a mob, the crime, the color of my skin. The rope still squeaks. My body still swings gently in the breeze as strangers yell and speak about me with such hatred, as if there had been a great justice done by my lynching. I wondered back if I'd even ever before seen the men that came and grabbed me. I recognized none, save for a few faces I'd seen in town when I'd been brought for errands. Because of my size yet calm demeanor, I was often used for supply runs. I was used for loading and unloading. One day, okay, on various occasions, I made the mistake of making eye contact with a white man. I'd look him directly in the eyes to acknowledge his spirit. For that, I would pay with my life. The rope squeaks less and less. The gurgling has stopped. Yet I'm still here, still listening. Although there is no more physical pain, the pain of compassion for these people has become nearly overwhelming. The horrible things they say. I feel my body as it hangs limp. I can even feel outside of it, gradually more so, like a bubble all around my body. The more that radiates, the more I feel. I feel the energy of the tree, beautiful and true. Love without words, I feel the energy coming from the mob, so dark and angry, yet fearful and feeble. They jeer at me, they taunt and spit at me. I feel as if my feelings are so hurt that something I did or didn't do could have hurt them so bad that they would go and do this to me, to anyone. This was not right, unbearable. I feel myself slip upwards and backwards. I start to try to cling to the body for a moment, but a being appears and instructs me to detach. I become peaceful as I am lifted to an elevated perspective. I watch from above as my body is cut down. Still they curse at my body. The being is my spirit guide. He tells me my lesson is forgiveness. He said that it was a great lesson that I was learning to love and to forgive in the face of gross injustice. My heart breaks for them. I feel their fear, their pain, their sadness. I forgive them deeply. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. I watched as they loaded my body onto the back of a wagon. 
Thank you, Kato, for taking the time to send in your story. I really enjoyed it. This last story was emailed to me by Charlotte. My story is probably more poltergeist than ghost. I think it manifested because of the extreme emotions I was having at the time. Or maybe not. Or maybe a mixture of both. My ex-husband of 22 years at the time was cheating. And I found out, and our youngest son was affected by it, because the girl at the time was only 17 and made out with our son a week prior to us finding out. He ended up leaving me for her years later and is married to her. Anyway, so it was a very emotional time for all of us. The first time the ghost manifested was to my husband at the time. He accused me of looking out the window to watch him leave. I never did that. And he accused me on two separate occasions of doing the same thing. While living in this duplex, I kept feeling as though someone was watching me, especially when I was taking a shower. I would see a shadow in the corner of my eye in my son's room. It was really creepy, feeling like someone was watching me whenever I undressed. And the black shadow thing was there almost all the time. The next event was again exposed to my ex. This time, it was in our living area during Christmas time. I had decorated the entryway with garland, and my husband turned to me and asked if I saw it. I said, what? He said, the garland was lifted up and held there for a moment and just dropped. He said it as though someone had lifted it and then let it go. I told him no, I didn't see it and asked to show me how it happened. Months later, I discovered the ex was still communicating with the girl. I was furious, and all I saw was red. After getting into a heated argument, I decided to cook chili from a can on the stove. So I got up and started that, and left the pot to heat up while I went to start a load of laundry in the garage. I went back into the bedroom to talk with the ex, and after talking a bit, he got up to check on lunch. I was steps behind him when I heard a plop sound of something dropping. I scanned around to see if one of our cats was the culprit, but no cat was in sight. And that is when my husband said, Oh my God, the spoon from the pot was lifted out of the pot and moved to the center of the room and just dropped to the floor. All I saw was the wooden spoon with chili on it on the middle of the floor. That's when I truly realized something was going on. After a while, I had the opportunity to talk to the teen girls in the unit next to me. I asked them if they had had any paranormal activity going on in their unit, and they said yes that they were seeing a shadow and feeling like someone was watching them when they showered. They explained to me that their mom thought it was their dad since they had his ashes. He apparently died in prison after being convicted of rape, and they sent his ashes to their mom. 
ever since then, they had those experiences. They eventually moved and the experiences ended. It was really creepy. Thank you, Charlotte, for your story. I wonder if that spirit was trying to get a taste of that chili. That is all the stories of this episode of Haunted HTX Podcast. I want to thank The Only Way Out is Through, Peter, Cato, and Charlotte again for their stories, and as always, Oscar, for doing the intro music. If you have a story you'd like to share for the podcast, email me at hauntedhtx at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode, and please feel free to rate and review the podcast wherever you're listening. And tell your friends about the new spooky podcast you're listening to. You can find us on social media at HauntedHTX on Twitter and Instagram, or on Facebook at HauntedHTXPod. And with that, y'all have a good night.